0: Two headlights shine through the sleepless night, and I will get you and get you alone. Your name has echoed through my mind, and I just think you should think you should know that nothing safe is worth the drive. It's episode number 285. Yay. Yay. And I knew he was trouble when he walked in. It's George Weaver. How are you, George? I'm
1: great. I also love uh, Carly Ray Jepson, so that's a perfect intro. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, I'm all right. I missed most of yesterday's game, so I'm much better for it. He's trying to needle me
0: early doors with that uh, wrong uh, recognition. Um, but yes, it's, uh, yeah, it's been one of those weeks for Stoke. And by one of those weeks, it means, you know, we've lost, we've lost again. Yeah. Um, Not good, but uh, just to mention something that is good and something uh, we need to get a real push on now because we are slowly entering the month of November. Uh, It's Halloween tomorrow, as we record, and Red and White Christmas needs your support. So, uh, Red and White Christmas, as you uh, are hopefully aware by now, is an initiative on behalf of Stoke fans from various different... um, Fan channels and platforms, if you like, to support the Macari Centre, the Dougie Mac Hospice, and Stoke on Trent Food Banks. As of the current uh, dates, we have raised one thousand five hundred and fifty-five pounds, which is excellent. But we want to go for five grand. We want to hit that five grand target. So we'll be doing a lot of stuff in the run up to Christmas to uh, to push that. But you know, maybe you didn't go to the Norwich game, maybe. Uh, you've found a fiver down the back of the city e or something. Um, why not consider helping out three amazing local charities this weekend? So that is red and white Xmas on Twitter. And you'll find the link to the just giving page, which is justgivingcom slash fundraisers slash red and white Christmas. I'll just double check. I've got that right because I don't want to mislead anyone. Red and white Xmas on Twitter. And oh, obviously huge. Thank you. If you've donated already as i try and stall time uh (laughs) before yeah just com slash crowdfunding my mistake justgiving.com slash crowdfunding slash red and white christmas a red white christmas if you're being specific oh and since i last looked there's been a 50 pound donation coming in so we're now at 1605 pounds 32 percent of our total which is uh, yeah, nearly a third by the end of October, which is absolutely bloody marvelous. Thank you so much, right? So, uh, f- uh, moving away from the, the pleasantness to the unpleasantness. Um, so we, we had that game against Preston, right? And I thought, is everything finally going to be fine? And we uh lost at home to Rotherham, but we thought, you know what. Things are still going to finally be fine because we deserve to win and we battered them. It was just one of those fluke games. And then we played Coventry and things were not fine. And then we played Norwich. And things looked like they might be fine for a little bit. And then things were not fine again. Um, George, I, I don't know where. I think I hate Stoke. And it's not just because we lost or we're on a bad run, which we are. It's I just tired, George (laughs) of getting my hopes up. And I know every single time I get my hopes up that there are going to be bad games afterwards. I know the nature of championship football is really fucking horrible. Most of the time. I know that logically, I know that. And yet it just why why can't we just not do that? Because that, that that's a really poor result. I know Norwich are a decent team, um, but to be well in the game and then well out the game in quite a short space of time is really concerning. And are we? What does this mean for us now?
1: Yeah, I I think it's good of you to say that you think you hate Stoke. I think that is about as optimistic as any of us can be at this point. Um, to say think rather than no. But in terms of what it means for us, you just it's so tough to tell. I think it kind of you know, we've we've gone from getting our club back two weeks ago to, you know, now we're never gonna make it out of League One next year when we inevitably go down. But I don't know, I think I've, I'm at least taking solace in the fact that in the losses we've had Coventry was really crap Rotherham and yesterday from what I can tell we seemed to play fairly well and the big worry is what happens in the boxes either side mm. of the pitch and I think Neil said that afterwards kind of I don't know, I it's It's really confusing because you see someone crosses it into, you think, oh, we've missed loads of chances. Maybe, you know, Jacob Brown, who's not been great at finishing in the past. Maybe, you know, they've fallen to Wilmot again like they were at the start of the season and he wasn't finishing. But it's people like Powell missing genuinely excellent chances. So it's a bit, I don't know, I don't know what you do.
0: Is this, to parrot an opinion I've seen, is this not just a bit, Michael O'Neill again kind of thing in that we seem fairly competent as a football team in the middle of the park and it will just be one mistake at the back one goalkeeping error one fluke goal however it comes and then we'll collapse and similarly at the other end we've got like oh we can work some really good situations but we miss crucial chances at crucial times and I know that I, I guess that's going to be a, a thing with a lot of clubs, right? Is they they seem okay until the, the crunch moments. Yeah. Um, well, but we, we've kind of, we've been here before and I'm annoyed at myself for getting getting all excited about the wins we've had on the road. To put it in some perspective, I've seen Stoke win three times this season live. All three have been away from home. I've been to four home games, and we've I think we've lost all of them that I've been mm-hmm. to. It's it's so it's so shit that we just can't show any signs of resilience. Almost, there's that stuff that's been floating around Twitter about the amount of times we've lost whilst uh, whilst having conceded first. It's it's staggering. Yeah. Four wins in eighty. 80- what was it? Eighty
1: one? Eighty something games, yeah. It's a shame Dr. Matt's not here because he had the the stats on that. But Yeah, it's it's really just it's just boring that we can't have hope. Because yeah, we, can't that's it, that's it. we can't trust them. We can't trust them enough to give them hope.
0: That is exactly it. It's boring. Um I, I got really <laughs> angry. I was at uh, York versus South End on Saturday, uh, which was probably a better game than Stoke Norwich. But um it <laughs> when the club tweeted Powell in capital letters when he scored, <laughs> end, like, shut up! I'm annoyed at you right now. It's like the, the dog's done a shit of the shit on the carpet and wants to play catch with you. No, no, I've got to deal with the shit first. Oh, it's yeah, and that and that's my my grumpiness with them is this kind of boredom of oh, what's the point? Because even if we win, we'll lose next week and we'll lose worse, and it'll be a really bad loss, and then I'll be back at square one again. It's the sort of Sisyphean thing of just like, oh, oh, no, down down goes the boulder again.
1: Yeah, it's it's this weird thing when we go behind that we seem to just be, we turn so frantic and so, I don't know, there's just no composure in anything. It's I mean, an England top order. Exactly, yeah, exactly that. You look at the, the chances we wasted yesterday. Um, even just in the sort of bits and bats that I watched. We get into really good positions and then people's brains are turning to mush. It's, I don't know what it is. David Cottrell would say it's the vaccine, but I'm kind of a bit, it's very frustrating to watch genuinely good players randomly do a crap in their pants because we're 1-0 down. And I really, it was the same under O'Neill. I don't know how you fix that. Because we've got yeah. new players in plenty of times. We've had enough turnover of squads.
0: Mm. Um, so was it John Percy reporting today that we're after three players? Um, forgive me if it's not John Percy. Or was it Alan Nixon? Uh, mm, oh, okay. God. Uh, mm. But um, Daniel Everson is a name I've heard Prior to this week has someone Alex Neal has been interested in as a goalkeeper and certainly based on the weekend and previous weeks that, you know, a, a confident goalkeeper would not do was any harm at all, certainly in terms of conceding goals. I mean, for me, it Bursic seems fairly weak and this may be a really harsh assessment, but I think two of the goals, he's not getting enough on the on the parry. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, you might argue that there's an initial good save here, certainly before one of the goals, but he's, he's not, he's not striking me as, as someone who's really commanding, not, not commanding his area, but just commanding his sort of presence in the goal. I know he's not the, the biggest keeper, but he just doesn't seem to have all that sort of, confidence and know-how yeah i think that might be it, it might be just being a, a sort of um know-how situation where he's he's got to be kind of stronger in these situations and and unfortunately whether it is a confidence thing or whether it's just may, maybe i'm being harsh maybe they're just genuinely good shots that he's doing his best with but it's yeah
1: yeah i i did think he was unlucky yesterday i i i, I, I do also agree with you that a better keeper parries those into better positions. Um I don't think it's a coincidence that when Jagielka came back our defence improved massively. And I think part of that is because the leadership in there is not from Bursik and it's more from Jagielka geeing people up. Uh I yeah. I I quite I don't mind Bursic. I would quite like Everson not knowing much about him, but just I miss Adam Davis and Everson seems like he was at that kind of level. Yeah. And yeah. It's that kind of competence, isn't it? Rather than. It, it's you just, just, can't it's just trust people.
0: Yeah. You, you you need to be reassured by players. And definitely. I agree. That's what Jaggioka brought with him. That sort of sense of reassurance as well. Um, a lot of criticism for other areas of the pitch. Dwight Gale got a three in the Sentinel. Um And I don't know what to think about Dwight Gale now. I've gone from thinking world's most unlucky man Mm -hmm. uh, to thinking, why did we sign him? And I know he's got 25 goals ruled offside this season, but I'm I'm getting frustrated with the fact he hasn't scored yet. And I'm getting frustrated with the fact I don't think he's... I don't think he's what any of us want him to be, which is harsh, no. and you know he's he's not the youngest player anymore, but i i I, it, just... I think it
1: would be fine if if he were contributing elsewhere, yeah, but as far as I can tell, pretty much every game I've watched him in on the ball, the game entirely passes him by um and then he doesn't particularly look. Either great at finishing or great at getting in positions to finish. Mm. For me, Brown and Campbell are still the two that start up front, and I don't I think agree. there's a huge. I don't think there'd be any reason to go for either Delap or or Gale in those positions.
0: Yeah, well, you try telling that to the people around me at uh, the Stoke game. I mean, <laughs> I, I just on Coventry, and this is not a rant, but. I know Tyrese Campbell did not have a good game against Coventry. Not, not many players did. Tyrese Campbell did not have a good game. Ball was bouncing off him. His touch was poor. His pass was poor. I will, I will admit that Tyrese Campbell is fallible. Okay, um, but it it gets to stages where there's someone taking a throw in 50, 50 yards away from him and people are castigating him for not running 50 yards across the pitch to come and collect the throw in it it gets to a stage where this narrative of Campbell equals lazy has formed so 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 readily in their minds that like situations nothing to do with him somehow are his fault or have to include him there could be a situation between two other players and Campbell will be blamed for doing something quote-unquote lousy and I know that <laughs> I was getting so fucking annoyed my god um and I do know that you know in football people are going to have different opinions on players to you and maybe uh that's fine oh you know I was all for criticizing Joe Allen back in the day, and maybe other people weren't as harsh on him as I was, but it's it just strikes me as gross, boorish sort of like proper football man Wank. It's like yeah he, he, here's a here's a guy who's not who's not Mama and not. Mark Steen rolled into one so he's lazy and it's it's these kind of judgments and uh, the sniping and the griping that have contributed to a really poor atmosphere at the Bet365 in general now obviously the the Stoke Mm -hmm. being quite bad for five years has contributed to that in a large degree as well but there is a kind of cognitive dissonance that happens where we expect players now to be as good as John Walters was or to be as good as Rory's Lap was or Ryan Shawcross was and it's it's ridiculous and the there's a double standard with certain players i mean Will Smallbone like trapped a, a football in that Coventry game like it was a hand grenade and people like said nothing Tyrese Campbell miscontrolled a football and it was like it was like he'd fucking stamped on a puppy or something. It was it was shit. Um, and, yeah, I I, I don't want to sort of, like, be all, like, leave Tyrese alone and clawing my hair out and castigating everyone. But the lazy narrative I thought we'd done with a couple of years ago, and I'm just fucking sick of it. And, it, and it's part of the reason I really don't like going to home games anymore. Away games, no. great away games yeah. we get a lot I'm not going to say a better quality of fan but uh, um, seemingly a more forgiving and positive fan now I wasn't there yeah. at Norwich so so people who were there at Norwich may be like what the hell are you talking about but we seem way more supportive away yeah. from home than we, than we do at home sometimes because people sit there a bunch of miserable bastards and it's like oh Tyrese why aren't you running for that and it's like it's a, it's
1: a goal kick um I think it's one of those things with Tyrese that like, the only thing I can recognise from it is that I think, I don't know if it's all fans or just ours, but I think fans kind of generally, they hear that a player is good Mm. and then they watch that player and think, I've been told he's good and he's not immediately Lionel Messi. There's a tendency and a really strong tendency in Stoke fans to say, well, he's not that good, is he? Yeah, and I think that's kind of what it's like with Tyrese Campbell. I don't the, the, don't even the same people, people. The same people say, oh, around. Shit. Yeah, I think, the think it's same more people... of like, oh, God, God, sorry.
0: No, sorry. Mate. Um, the same people around me who have a go at Campbell now had a go at Shakiri in the yeah, last few absolutely. years of the prem, or had a go at Bojan, or had a go at Fuller. Yeah, Fuller back in the day. Oh, <laughs> which reminds <laughs> me, um, George, do you do you want to uh, confess your hatred of Ricardo <laughs> Fuller and his lazy
1: ways? Well, I very clearly made the statement that I think Ricardo Fuller is lazy and shit and awful um, with my tweet that said none of those words. Um, I'm really not sure whether to actually kind of explain what I meant or whether to just stick with it and double down and say, actually, no, now I do think he's shit and lazy. Don't back dude, double dude. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that was fun. It's great. It was a nice innocuous tweet.
0: It became a little uh, meme for the day. I saw like, it it did. Yeah. Uh, that was sort of George making waves on Stoke Twitter by slagging off uh the um Stoke City legend and my close personal friend Ricardo <laughs> Fowler, whose birthday is tomorrow, by the way. I hope he remembers to blow out his candles.
1: Dave turned uh, into Ian Abraham's here. Eh? Your close uh, yes. personal
0: friends. Oh yes. Talks talks sport moose. Exactly, yeah. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know his surname. I was like, <laughs> who is Ian Abraham? Yes. Uh, yeah, close personal friend of mine. Um, yeah, so that's that's my classic Dave defends a slightly underperforming
1: flair player uh, section out of the way. Um... Yeah, it's tough for him. I, 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 do you know what? I think he's actually, of our forwards this season, he's been probably the most important and the most impressive. Yeah. I was surprised he got dropped at the start of the season. I don't think he deserves to be dropped until he has an absolute stinker and someone else comes in and does well. Yeah,
0: because um, Gale and DeLapp quite simply have not. Um, and Brown, I'll forgive his miss, even though it was quite a bad miss uh, at the weekend, because he has at least produced a st- Stoke shirt in recent times. Yeah, so exactly. Um, yes, so not not good. Um, more positive things. Uh, Jonathan Gullis being sacked as an education minister. That was very fun. Um, that
1: was great. Is that better or worse than the hippo feeding for him? I mean, yeah. He's been sacked after two months? Something like that?
0: Yeah, I mean...
1: Poor guy. Oh, well.
0: Prick. Um, Anything else we need to talk about in the big wide realm of Stoke? Or is there anyone we want to feed
1: to the hippo so we can get straight to the feeding? I thought it was very good. I'll just mention watching Harry Souter come back. Those nice little lovely yes. Instagram oh, that videos is good. of him.
0: Um, oh God, we miss him. Oh. Taking well, the ball would...
1: and immediately hoofing it forward. I loved it.
0: Yeah, we so we've got four games until the World Cup. <laughs> he he won't he won't appear in any of these four games. Is he gonna go to the World Cup?
1: He probably will, won't he? Yeah, I think so. I think oh. from what Neil said, the idea is for him to go to the World Cup and that will be a pseudo pre season
0: you <laughs> stoked players
1: using the world cup <laughs> as
0: preseason
1: <laughs> excellent oh, yeah that's probably not the way to say it but i think that's yeah. he's building up his fitness so that he can start games in the world cup i think
0: yeah i'm gonna actually have a look at these world cup fixtures now because i i've gotta be honest my enthusiasm for this particular world cup is not all there i do have a when saturday comes wall chart which is uh very good though <laughs> um so uh, a nice easy start on Soutar's road to recovery. Uh, 22nd of November, he plays France uh, away. Right. So that'll be fun. Uh, who else have Australia got in their group? They also play Tunisia and they play Denmark as well. I don't think Denmark have got any good players either. So yeah, it's, at least he'll be back soon.
1: Yeah. Or, um, or to be fair, he won't have to worry about Tunisia or Denmark because he'll get injured against France. Yeah. Either way. So that's...
0: Or maybe Australia will do uh, as they've done in other World Cups and just tactically rain games off uh, so they can progress because they're actually quite bad. Um, that's a cricket reference, a cricket reference. Uh, yeah, we haven't got anyone else going to this World Cup, have we? Remember the old days when we had players at the World Cup and I was excited.
1: I was genuinely about to say Joe Allen then.
0: Yeah, he'll be there. Egg on our faces, right?
1: Yeah. God, Blimey neck. thats what me miss in midfield, right? Well,
0: I—I I do have a, a tweet from someone, someone oh, no. who always tweets us about Joe Allen. We've got someone who literally uh, well, it feels like most times we lose, we'll say, uh, "Was that Joe Allen's fault, then, lads?" It's like we never, we never said everything was his fault; just most things. Um, but yeah, uh, Lauren fairly. Criticised recently, Baker fairly criticized recently. Yeah. Do we need a and not Joe Allen but a Allen figure? A or just an actual proper DM or
1: a actual really good covering centre mid? It's strange because I think Baker and Laurent has worked well in some games. Um from what I saw yesterday, they got run through fairly easily, particularly later on. <laughs> Some of the highlights don't particularly paint them in a great light. I don't know about specifically having a sort of... It's going to end up being Ben Pearson, isn't it? Oh, that, God. that kind of player. I think Neil will probably do it. I don't know if I like it, but I think Neil will probably do it.
0: Uh, well, that's something to look forward to. Anyway, we've got four games before the World Cup. Uh, we've got two double game weeks. We've got Wigan away, then Birmingham at home next week. Then, ah, uh, fun Luton at home midweek. That was a that gives me memories of last season, and West Brom away. Our final game before we uh, we break up for the World Cup. If you like, um, I feel like we need some points here just to keep us. Away from the lower half of mid like gosh shit, we're nineteenth.
1: Yeah, we're we're fairly oh, in there already.
0: Yeah. I mean we are three points off thirteenth,
1: s- but it's six points to the playoffs or is it a bit more than that now?
0: Uh playoffs are on twenty eight, so we are nine points off. Nine the playoffs. Points from okay. Uh but yeah, we, we need we need a couple of wins just to get some kind of sense of uh maybe normality and perspective back before the World Cup break and then hopefully you know, Sutar will be back. Powell will be back. Timon will be back. Brown will be back to full fitness. We'll have signed Iverson and signed, God knows who else. Yeah. I just wanna. I just wanna feel by the end of these two weeks that our season isn't completely over. I know some people might be feeling that already, but I just, I, if we, if we get less than seven, if we get seven well, points, I'll be yeah. pleased. Um. Yeah. I, I don't think much less than that is going to swim, especially think, if we lose four on the bounce, because that's, that's the danger yeah. now. Wigan away, we could we could be in a well, situation... Well, we've got
1: three games of poetic justice in there, haven't we? Yeah. James McLean's going to beat us 1-0. Nathan Jones is going to beat us 3-0. Uh, and Eric Peters is going to score his first goal uh, in about yeah. 100 games at West Brom as well. Uh, don't know we if any have Birmingham, got... but...
0: Yeah, Wigan have got the same record as us, actually. They're on 19, but they've lost four on the bounce as opposed to our three. So there's an argument to say they're, they're Battle of the Charities. West Brom are bottom of the league on fourteen. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And Middlesbrough. I swear I put them as my title favourites this season. But yeah, they're 21st. Um, daft Little League. A really daft old sod of a league. Uh, Burnley do... Black- what Blackburn doing up there? Yeah,
1: what? well I I said the other day They still someone, haven't drawn oh, I think, this season Blackburn. I think Burnley are doing rubbish and then he showed me the table and went, oh the top like, oh, okay It so, makes absolutely like no sense said, this league There's no one particularly great this year so it's going to be an absolute crapshoot
0: Yeah So yeah, that's fun. Uh, what are we feeding to the
1: hippos George? Oh, that's a very good question um, Have we already fed Stoke City Football Club to the hippos?
0: I don't know if we have, but we we can always
1: I don't know if we're at it. that point yet or whether it's whether that's pushing it.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think what else has really sort of um got my goat and I don't think <sighs> Um team's wearing an away kit where they could wear a home kit is annoying. I'll give you that. Yeah, um, I don't like
1: that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like. What was the other thing I thought of? I think, I think I've got it. Go on. False dawns.
0: Yes, false
1: dawns. Getting like our that. club back for the
0: sixth time in four years. I I was going. I was, was going to put York City's new stadium into the the hippo tank because it's. Oh, you're not a fan. No, it's really sort of it's very much very like it's in a fucking center, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You have to walk through a leisure centre to get to the way <laughs> end. It's really bad. Um yeah, give me a boot and present any day. But yes, I like that. False dawns. We will feed false dawns to the hippos and hope they don't burn their mouths on the false sun. Is that how false dawns work? Yeah. Probably. Good shout. Yeah, I right. think that's
1: what I'm gonna go for. Unless
0: there's any other business, I think we will go. Oh, well, uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Listen to Taylor Swift's "Midnights." Listen to The Car and don't at me if you don't like it. Uh, thank you for
1: being with me, George. Thank you very much, Dave. It's been great to be here. And uh, please share and donate to Red and White Christmas again. Yes, as a reminder. absolutely
0: absolutely right yes uh hopefully next week we'll be in more cheerful spirits but you know just just brace yourself for that not to be the case go on stoke